0: In the Ring Podcast. Give the people what they want. With your host Jordan Turner, where you'll hear a wrestling fan always keeping it 100. Here we go! Inside the ring and out. Are you ready? Your source for reviews, hot topics, and much more. No. Oh my. T. It's time to keep it 100 in the ring. One, two, three, three, three. What's popping, my king and queen game, man? What's popping, my keep it 100 in the ring game? How y'all feeling, man? Welcome back, man, to the podcast where I got some Friday Night Smackdown to talk about. We're going to go in depth and break down the positives and negatives of what took place on tonight's show. Um, I have a pitch idea that I want to talk to you guys about in regards to this whole Roman Reigns and Jey Uso dynamic and where it can potentially go. All that and so much more, man. Right here on one of the most creative wrestling podcasts in the game. Keep it 100 in the ring. I'll see you all on the flip side, man. Let's go. Good everybody, man. Welcome to Keep it 100 in the Ring with your host Jordan Turner, man. Where we got some wrestling coverage, man, in regards to Friday Night Smackdown to cover as we build towards Survivor Series. I got to say, man, tonight was actually a uh, man, you know what? I don't want to come off sounding like a like a imbecile, you know? Do I want to be nice? Or do I want to come off sounding like a jerk? I might come in the middle, okay? Tonight was nothing special, right? As in regards to building towards Survivor Series. Um, Survivor Series doesn't feel special to me. Survivor Series doesn't have that oomph, you know, that importance as it should be. It doesn't. And I feel like SmackDown has been doing a better overall job in regards to building hype, quote-unquote hype, for Survivor Series than Monday Night Raw. So that I will give Friday Night SmackDown. But as of tonight, tonight was an interesting show to say the least, man, in regards to the SmackDown Women's uh, Championship that opened the show and what happened post-match involving Sasha Banks and a returning superstar, which I will be talking about in a little bit. We also have what has been going on with Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. Um, I feel like tonight, when it comes to the progression of the storyline, tonight was kind of weak in regards to you know the ending of the show. Um, so we'll be talking about that as well. And also what happened in terms of Rey Mysterio, Dominic, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins and that whole debacle um in regards to a feud that just never is going to end, man. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I'm kind of over this feud. Um like I said last week, it needs to end. I don't know where it's going. I really really don't and I know that I'm a man of many ideas and I love pitching ideas. Um But this one, I can't even... I'm just not even going to bother the pitch of idea in regards to this feud because I don't know where the hell it's going to go. I'm just on the ride and hopefully WWE gives us a good conclusion to what's been one of the most long storylines in recent memory in regards to um, Friday Night SmackDown and Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. So let's dive right into... What took place tonight on Friday Night SmackDown? Let's go. So we kick off Friday Night SmackDown, man, with a match that I did not expect to kick off the show. I thought the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Sasha Banks versus Bayley would, in fact, main event. And you know what? I'm kind of happy that they didn't main event because they kind of had to start it off with a bang in regards to the show. So I didn't mind that too much. So we got the SmackDown Women's Championship up for grabs in a rematch from Hell in a Cell between Sasha Banks versus Bayley. And before I go in depth into what happened during this match, I want to right away say this match was very enjoyable. It was fun. Storytelling is key for me. Storytelling is most important to me. Like I said many times before, and I will continue to say this, we're gonna get good matches, you guys. you guys got to understand that. We're going to get good matches, but is the story there for us to get emotionally invested? You know what I mean? So that's key for me man that's that's number one in my book, storytelling. and we got two of the best you know women's wrestlers in the game man with Sasha Banks and Bailey, and we got two of the great storytellers. And the wrestling game with Sasha Banks and Bayley. And uh, tonight was no different. They killed it. They had a good match. They killed it tonight, man. Good stuff between Sasha Banks and Bayley. Let's get into these highlights. So right off the gate, both women jockeying for position. Sasha Banks then runs the ropes. And does a baseball slide outside the ring. And at the same time, does a Russian leg sweep to Bailey as Bailey hit the turnbuckle pretty hard on the back of her head, man. During this entire match, Bailey was kind of scratching at the back of her head. So I don't know, maybe some spots that took place during the match was kind of off, but maybe Bailey has a head injury. I'm not sure, but Bailey was grabbing her head, you know, quite a bit during this match. Then Sasha Banks had Bailey on the apron near the turnbuckle. Sasha Banks then run towards Bayley and connects with a Meteora. Sasha Banks loves the goddamn Meteora. And you know what? Sasha Banks does a goddamn good Meteora. So I can't really hate on the move and the reason why she does it a lot because she likes it. You know? I mean, she does it all the time, right? She does it every time. Every match that Sasha Banks is in, she does at least two Meteoras. At least two. Some might say even three. But I digress. After that move, Bailey comes in. And as Sasha Banks was running towards Bailey, Bailey launches Sasha Banks in midair. Literally, Bailey was near the rope, right? They were by the apron. Sasha Banks runs towards Bailey. And Bailey literally lifts up Sasha Banks. Like in a military press position, but just throws her up in midair. And Sasha Banks hits not only the apron really hard, but she also hits the ground pretty hard. So that was a pretty brutal spot in regards to this match. Some good stuff, though. Sasha Banks is um, very underrated at selling. I feel like she doesn't get a lot of credit. But Sasha Banks was building momentum after that. She comes back, kind of hits some offense and some combination moves. And then out of nowhere, Bailey nails Sasha Banks with a brutal clothesline. I mean... I love clotheslines in pro wrestling, if done correctly, like Triple H and JBO. They do some awesome clotheslines. But Bailey connected Sasha Banks with a brutal clothesline. Good spot. After that, we next see Sasha Banks go up to the top rope. And she launches herself onto Bailey with another meteor. So this woman goes to the top rope and does a meteor instead of running and just jumping and connecting with a meteor. So that right there tells you that she loves doing that move. Bailey then ends up outside the ring, and we see Sasha Banks running the ropes, and she nails Bailey with a suicide dive. I know there's a lot of fans that have been kind of complaining about some of these wrestlers doing suicide dives. Big E suicide dive is very scary. I feel like Seth Rollins does a terrible mete- um, suicide dive, not Meteora, uh, suicide dive. And Sasha Banks kind of does a scary suicide dive as well. Um, She does it better than Seth Rollins, but I feel like her suicide dive is just scary. I I don't think Sasha Banks should be doing a suicide dive, but who am I to say? You know what I mean? I'm just a fan, man. Just, you know, just talking pro wrestling. uh, She's not going to listen to me. But I just feel like it it needs to be a little bit safe, if you know what I mean. Like, it looks like she's kind of reckless when she does that move. You know, I'm I'm just saying. That's just me. But she lands on Bailey. She she brings Bailey right back into the ring as um the commercial comes back. Coming back from commercial. Um Sasha Banks was outside the ring. Bailey was on the apron, laying down on her back. Sasha Banks runs and hops on the steel steps and nails Bailey with an elbow. So she goes outside the ring and she's looking to jump on the uh steel steps, which she does. And she lands a nice elbow drop to Bailey's chest. Pretty good spot from Sasha Banks. And very good selling from Bailey as well. As the match continues, Sasha Banks is bounty momentum. We see Sasha Banks going to the top rope and nailing with a frog splash. Now I gotta say this. Sasha Banks does a okay frog splash. Um, I don't feel like it's one of the best frog splashes, but. It's obviously a match to Eddie Guerrero. Viva la Raza. I love you, Eddie. You know what I mean? But um, I got to criticize your girl. Her frog splash is okay. It's not the best. It's not the best. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Sasha Banks goes to the pin after that frog splash. Bailey kicks out. Sasha Banks becomes frustrated. And we see Bailey. Actually, build momentum herself. Bailey starts coming back with some strikes and just, you're just brutally attacking Sasha Banks with another clothesline. Sasha Banks um, is getting dominated right now by Bailey. Bailey herself goes to the top rope and Bailey connects with a nasty elbow, man. I love Bailey's elbow. It's very, very uh, different from the usual elbows that we see from like Kirby Sane and like others. So, Bailey does a nice elbow drop. After Sasha Banks kicked out, Bailey becomes frustrated, Bailey comes irritated, trying to figure out how she can beat Sasha Banks. And then we get to the end of the match. So Sasha Banks wins. She uh she beats Bailey with a bank statement. Bailey tapped out again. So Bailey lost, Bailey is not the women's champion. Sasha Banks successfully defended her women's championship. Thank Fucking God, man. That gets a cheer, man. I'm so happy that they did not have Sasha Banks just drop the title. Just some bullshit, man. Have that woman hold the title for a long time. And I hope that's what WWE's plan is. You had Charlotte hold the title for a long time. You had Becky Lynch hold a championship for a long time. And now you recently had Bayley hold a championship. For a long period of time. It is now Sasha Banks' turn. And I said it once. I will continue to say it. Until this happens. Sasha Banks needs to hold that SmackDown Women's Championship. All the way until WrestleMania of next year. Where she will be defending the championship. Against the winner of the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble. I'm talking about the EST of SmackDown. Bianca Belair, point blank, period. That needs to be the woman to win the Royal Rumble. If it's not Bianca Belair, I could see a Ronda Rousey or a debuting Tessa Blanchard. Those are the three women I see winning next year's Royal Rumble. To me, if I pulled the trigger, I'm pulling the trigger on Bianca Belair. Now, some will say, Jordan, well, you can get another way to have Bianca Belair challenge Sasha Banks winning the Elimination Chamber. And, yeah, I feel you on that. But I feel like Bianca Belair needs to build on that momentum that she had last year in her performance in the Royal Rumble last year. You know what I mean? It just makes sense. Build on that. Have her come back and have her be number two again. But this time, she lasts all the way to the end and wins the Royal Rumble. That's what's got to happen. So we'll see what WWE does, man. Um, after the match, after the celebration involving Sasha Banks, as she's talking trash to Bailey, we see Sasha Banks on the, uh, the ramp celebrating. And then we see Carmella. We see Carmella, man. She comes out. She nails Sasha Banks with a super kick and then she nailed Sasha Banks with a facebuster. So, Carmella's back people. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm going to keep it real. I don't fucking mind it. I don't mind it at all as long as it's not Bianca Belair. I'm Gucci. I'm straight. I really am. There's no compl- I can't complain about this. I can't complain about this. Why would you guys complain about this? Because you're not a fan of Carmella. You don't like Carmella. This is beneath Sasha Banks. I, I feel you. I understand you. But Sasha Banks needs opponents right now. If Bianca Belair is going to be the ultimate say, the ultimate end goal, you got to have Sasha Banks run through the division. I'm sorry. I, I love Ruby Riot, but she's got to run through Ruby Riot. She's got to run through a Dana Brooke. She's got to run through a Natalia and she's got to run through Carmella. Those are the women that I would put in front of Sasha Banks. You got Carmella versus Sasha Banks. Have that at TLC. And then next month, have a Ruby Riot and then have a Natalia. And then you get to WrestleMania and you get Bianca Belair. That's what's got to happen, guys. That's what's got to happen. I'm, I'm praying to the wrestling gods listening to me right now, bro. Listening to this show, please save Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for WrestleMania next year. Please. Overall, this was a great opener to Friday Night SmackDown. I love the post-match attack with Carmella. Let's see what Carmella has. Let's see what is going to bring to the table. Like I said on Twitter last week, I don't want to come out of the uh, the woodwork and completely shit on Carmela. She just came back. She has a new look. She has a new character. I'm going to wait for judgment. Right? I'm not going to be quick to judge her right away. I'm going to be patient and I'm going to wait to see what this character is. How this character is going to progress. What is this character? What is Carmela? What is the untouchable? What is untouchable? You know what I mean? Let's see what let's see what happens. Did Carmella get better inside that ring? We don't know. We're going to find out. We'll see after Survivor Series. Because it is obviously clear that Sasha Banks is going to go one-on-one with Carmella. So good stuff there. Good opening match. Good post-match attack with uh, Carmella and Sasha Banks. After that, we got the second match from Friday Night SmackDown. We got a Survivor Series qualifier on the blue brand. We got Baron Corbin versus Rey Mysterio. This is actually a good match, you guys. This was actually a good match. It was slow-paced at first, but it picked up towards the end, and it was very enjoyable. I will talk about what happened after the match. But the winner was Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin beat Rey Mysterio with the end of days. Sloppy end of days, though. That was a sloppy end of days. I'm I i got. I'm sorry. That was very sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Corbin. You got to do better than that, man. You got to do better than that, brother. But uh, either way, it was a good match between Rey Mysterio and Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin advances, and that is what it is, man. Now, during this match, oh my God. Okay. So Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah come out, right? Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah come out. Rey Mysterio wasn't having it. Rey Mysterio totally, like, go away, get out, leave Buddy Murphy. So, what they do, they they stood there. Now, Seth Rollins actually came out, you know, as the match was progressing. So, Seth Rollins came out first. Seth Rollins was out there on the ramp just observing the match. So, Rey Mysterio was kind of, like, confused. He, you know what I mean? He was like, what the fuck you doing out here? You feel me? And then Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah came out. And Rey Mysterio wasn't having it. He wanted Aaliyah away from Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy had other plans. Uh, we seen Seth Rollins slowly come out, and he started attacking Dominic in turn. Made Rey Mysterio go outside the ring and attack Rey Mysterio. Or, um, not Rey Mysterio, attack Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio came out of the ring to attack Seth Rollins. Let me correct myself. So, Rey Mysterio came out and attacked Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins attacked um, his son Dominic. Rey Mysterio was checking on his son, asking his son, are you good, you good? Dominic pulling up the, the thumbs up. You know, I'm good. I'm good, Dad. I'm good. Rey Mysterio goes back in the ring and gets nailed with an end of day. So I, I enjoyed the way the match ended. I enjoyed the overall match. Um, I just didn't like the distraction between Aaliyah and uh, Buddy Murphy. I didn't like that at all. I just wanted to see Rey Mysterio versus Baron Corbin. Those two have good chemistry. I wouldn't mind another match between those two. Now, this feud is fucking continuing. What the fuck? Why is this continuing? What is the end goal? WWE, what is the end goal with this shit? Seriously. End game. Literally. No pun intended. Literally. What is the end game with Buddy Murphy, Aaliyah, Dominic, Rey Mysterio, and Seth Rollins? Because I feel like at this point, they just don't know. They don't have a plan. So they're just going to go week to week. And that's typical WWE bullshit. Week to week booking, you guys. If you're a fan of this, God bless you. Um, I was. I was with you guys at first. But I expected Seth Rollins to go on his own by himself. Buddy Murphy could have been, you know, drafted to SmackDown. But that was it. Not Rey Mysterio and the whole family. Come on, man. I'm not a fan of that at all, man. This shit needs to end. Needs to end and you got to move on. I don't know what they're doing, man. I really don't. I don't even think they know what they're doing. Either way, good match between Rey Mysterio and Baron Corbin. Next up, a, another Survivor Series qualifier, but this time with the females. We got Zelina Vega versus Ruby Riot versus Natalia. This match was decent at best. I don't want to completely shit on it. It was decent, okay? It was decent. Ruby Riot wins. Now, how did Ruby Riot win? Well. Natalia applied a sharpshooter to Selena Vega. Selena Vega wasn't tapping out, so Ruby Riot was playing smart. She wasn't a stupid babyface. She seen that Natalia had Selena Vega in a submission hold. Why attack Natalia, where you could attack the person that's getting that's that the person that is in the submission hold, Selena Vega? So, Ruby Riot applies an arm bar to Zelina Vega and Zelina Vega taps. Natalia thinks that she won because, well, she tapped, right? Zelina Vega tapped out. No, Natalia. Zelina Vega did not tap to you, she tapped to Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot wins. Natalia kind of looked stupid. She kind of looks stupid there. Um, she's a babyface, right? <laughs> if she's a babyface, she should have attacked. She should have released the hold from Zelina Vega and attacked Ruby Riot, Pushed her outside the ring and then attack Zelina Vega. We didn't see that. It is what it is, man. This match was aight for what it was, man. Ruby Riot deserves a lot better. WWE, push Ruby Riot, Please. She deserves better than this, man. Match was aight. Nothing else to it. Match four, because we just seen match after match after match on SmackDown. So, match four was a qualifier for Survivor Series for the men's side. Otis versus Seth Rollins. Otis sucks. Otis needs to go with Tucker, and those two guys need to be a tag team again. Otis is a complete joke. A joke. A loser. I mean, come on, dude. Otis is nothing. What is this shit? I mean, come on, bruh. I'm right there with y'all. I'm laughing, too. Fucking Otis is a single star. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. Let's be real. Let's be real, guys. Otis is not a singles star. He's not. He should not have never won the money in the bank. Plain and simple. Okay? This match with Seth Rollins and Otis was boring as shit. How can I say that with Seth Rollins' match, Jordan? I know. I feel you. But this was fucking boring. Otis, to be taken seriously as a single star? Come on, bruh. Nah, that's not happening. Seth Rollins winning made sense. I actually thought Rey Mysterio was going to come out and cost Seth Rollins the match. Thank God that did not happen. Seth Rollins advances, and he beats Otis. Simple as that. Now, during the show, I forgot to talk about this. I'll talk about it right now. So during the show, we've seen Kevin Owens and Jay Uso interact. Kevin Owens has kind of come up with a strategy with Jay Uso because they're a tag team, right? So Kevin Owens was trying to come up with a strategy how to beat Monday Night Raw. And then Kevin Owens brought up how this whole family just tribal chief stuff with Jay Uso was frustrating to watch. But Jay Uso thought Kevin Owens was being disrespectful. He thought he was being disrespectful to him and the tribal chief. Kevin Owens was like, nah, 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 that's not was my that was not my intention. That was not my intention. Jey Uso thought otherwise. And so then after that, we've seen a segment with Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Roman Reigns is bringing up, what did, what did uh, Kevin Owens say? Jey Uso said, no, I handle it. I'd handle it. Roman Reigns, you know, just talking, talking like a boss to Jay Uso. And then Jey Uso left. And Roman Reigns was just not even looking at Paul Heyman. He was just looking forward and talking to Paul Heyman at the same time. Saying to Paul Heyman. Did you know about this? Did you do something about this? Paul Hammond said, I knew about it because I saw it. I was there, but I didn't do anything. If you want me to go do something, I'll go do it now. And Roman Reigns said, handle it or I will. I love it, man. And I love it, man. Roman Reigns has been absolutely fucking based in this role. Based. Fucking tribal chief, the fucking king of the jungle, bro. The king of the household, the king of the bloodline in Roman Reigns. This just screams the rock, man. This screams the rock. I hope that's what they lead to, man. And this is when I will bring up my creative idea after I talk about Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens. So we got the main event, Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens. The match was solid. The match was decent. Nothing really else to it. Jey Uso defeated Kevin Owens due to going to the top rope and landing a Uso splash. But earlier in the match, we see Jey Uso low blow Kevin Owens. Which in turn, Jey Uso should have got disqualified. But that was referee's discretion. Referee did not see the low blow from Jey Uso to Kevin Owens. So that's where Jey Uso took advantage. And he went to the top rope, landed a Uso splash, like I said. And defeated Kevin Owens. Now after the match, we've seen Jey Uso... Go on the ramp where Roman Reigns came out. And Jey Uso was staring at Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was staring at Jey Uso. They kind of, Jey Uso kind of smirked Roman Reigns was being serious. They stand in side by side by Paul, while Paul Heyman was behind Roman Reigns. And then we heard uh, Michael Cole on commentary. Michael Cole was on commentary and said, Blood is thicker than water. I love that. I love that man. This is the bloodline. This ain't no fucking friend zone. Friends here, man. Blood is thicker than water. No question. Family first. Plain and simple. Family first. So I love that quote from Michael Cole. Great stuff. As both men were looking into the camera, and the show went off the air. Nothing really to it in regards to Roman Reigns and his uh, his actions on SmackDown tonight. He was just calm, cool, collected, as usual. Some great stuff there. Um, Now, let me talk about my pitch idea real quick in regards to where the storyline is going to eventually go. Is it going to end with The Rock? That's what it's looking like, yes. That is what it's looking like. Will it? I don't know, due to The Rock having obligations in regards to movies. Now, I know I pitched the idea of Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan, For the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania next year. What about this? What about Daniel Bryan? As we saw last week, he got injured. Why doesn't he sell those injuries for the rest of 2020? He comes back to the Royal Rumble. He enters at the same number that Rey Mysterio entered in the 2006 Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan wins 2021 royal rumble and he is the one to go on to wrestlemania to challenge roman reigns for the wwe universal championship and he successfully dethrones the tribal chief or does he dethrone the tribal chief it doesn't matter he gets to wrestlemania and he goes one-on-one with the tribal chief That's how it needs to be done if it's not the Rock. If it's not the Rock, it needs to be Daniel Bryan. That is a perfect plan B. Simple. It's got to happen. You cannot have, you can't do it in in TLC. I don't want to see that. I want to see Daniel Bryan not appear. You feel me? I want him to sell his injuries for the rest of the year. That's how it has to be done, you guys. has to. Sell that ass whooping. Because Daniel Bryan legitimately got his ass beat against Jay Uso last week. He got fucked up. Okay, he went on a stretcher. He had his neck taped. I mean, give me a break, bro. And then again, people are going to say, well, Sasha Banks had that too. And Sasha Banks came back. Yeah, that's right. That's true. And that's stupid on WWE's behalf. But it is what it is. That could still happen because I know it's even being rumored right now that Roman Reigns' next challenger is going to be Daniel Bryan. It is what it is, man. I know WWE wants The Rock, and they're going to try their damnness to get The Rock and Roman Reigns. I want The Rock and Roman Reigns. Don't get it twisted. But if The Rock can't wrestle, Daniel Bryan is a perfect plan B. You got to have a plan A, a plan B, and fuck it, even a plan C. You feel me? Come on, man. You got to have plans in this piece, especially for someone as big as Roman Reigns. And you've put in so much attention on him. You know what I mean? I just love the way he's been booked right now. I feel like he doesn't even need to wrestle at TLC. He doesn't need to wrestle at TLC. Have him wrestle at Royal Rumble. Have, oh my God. I know Bill Goldberg's going to come back. Bill Goldberg, have Bill Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble 2021 next year. Just do it and get it over with, please. Because we all know that's going to happen. And then that's when we get Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's only if The Rock is not available. If The Rock is available, Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. And then we get The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Simple. That's how I would do it. That's how I would book it. Overall, Friday Night SmackDown was a decent show. Decent show tonight. Nothing really special as we build towards Survivor Series. That's all I got. I hope you guys take care. You guys have a blessed weekend. I know that full gear for AEW is going to be talked about tomorrow. Should be interesting. Let's see what they do. Um, I do watch the shows, you guys. Just because I don't really review them doesn't mean I don't watch. I do watch. Um, I just don't tweet or review the shows. I'm just kind of sticking with WWE right now. Um, I'll cover other shows, you know, when it's big enough. Um, but right now, I'm mainly a WWE podcast right now. I'm going to start there and then I'm going to move up to New Japan. I will be doing Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, maybe when an Impact has their big event, I'll do that in AEW as well. But I'm sticking to WWE right now. Um, i hope you guys have a blessed weekend you guys take care the next time i will see you guys is tomorrow for hot topics number two all right King's out y'all have a good one bless one more time. and i got this so uh-huh. boys